If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Did someone say cruising? Well, this week's episode of Journeys to Come is all about my latest book, The World of Cruising. Over the years, I've visited loads of places around the world with Getaway, and in this book, I will share all of my favorite trips by water. Now, this can be sailing the sun-soaked islands of Croatia, gliding through the glaciers of Alaska on a cruise liner, or maybe just discovering the epic waterfalls of the Kimberley on an expedition boat. And it's not just my cruises. I've also reached out to colleagues, to friends and travel professionals, the people who I trust for their recommendations so that you and me, we have all the inspiration that we need to add to that bucket list and all the practical tips to help us out when we get there. Plus, I've made sure to include a whole range of options to suit any taste and any budget. So get your copy now and pour over the pages and pages of all sorts of different cruises. Discover a new journey or two and heed that wise travel advice. Just start exploring. And while you think about cruising, I thought I'd share some inside stories, including some of my favourite cruise memories over the years, and give you a peek inside the life of a busy country mum couple of boys thrown in, juggling dinosaur parties, round-the-world travel, school drop-offs, and writing a 265-page book. No biggie! No! Just enjoy. To start, I just thought that I would share some of my favourite cruising memories over the years. I have been on all sorts of wonderful cruises with work and family and friends, but I think that the one I remember the most is probably my bucket list wish. When I started writing the book, I have long heard about the True North, which takes you on an adventure through the Kimberley. And what I could never understand is people would always say about this trip, it's just the best, you've got to do it. But they could never really explain to me why. So when I had the opportunity to write this book on the world's best cruises, I thought, right, I'm going to finally tick this one off the list. I'm going to find out what everybody's raving on about. And I have to admit, this is the one trip that I actually started crying. I was so overwhelmed by the beauty of, I suppose, my very own backyard. And I remember um, the point of difference with the True North is that they have their own chopper on board. It is one thing to travel uh, really in general, But when you have an all-access situation, like having a chopper on board, you are taken into the tiniest little pigeonholes, to the remotest areas. And I know that's a big reason why people like cruising, because it, it gives you this certain type of access. But on the True North, this... Chopper took us to the uh, the top of a mountain range where we swam um, in in this incredible waterfall just after the wet season. Um, my children and I had gone to see Aboriginal art in the morning, and then we finished off um, jumping into the water and having champagne in the waterfall. And um, and then as we choppered back 
to to the boat itself. We were we were flying low over this absolutely beautiful landscape, and I I think it's really healthy and wonderful to be amazed by nature, but in particular by your own backyard. So many people rave on about oh I'm gonna I'm gonna do Antarctica or I'm gonna do Russia I'm gonna do the Nile. They're all amazing, but we have just as good as I found out here at home. So it's a wonderful trip to do if you. Uh, want to chill out if you're into fishing, um, if you have a partner that's into fishing and you want to just completely relax, or in my case, if you'd like to take somewhere that um, that you have adventurous children, I thoroughly recommend the Kimberley and in particular the True North. The best cruise with my children was actually taking them on a Halverson on the Hawkesbury, and I blame a Halverson on a Hawkesbury. Uh, a Halverson is a, is a very beautiful old style timber boat that you can hire um, in this beautiful region in, in uh, New South Wales, just outside of Sydney. And my parents, every Easter, used to pack up their four kids and, and we would all go on this boat and we'd just get lost. And lo and behold, um, we got lost on this trip as well. We actually got sandbanked too. But anyway, anyway, no one seemed to mind. Well, actually, I did a bit. But anyway, that, that was a really lovely trip to do with my children. Quite often in these areas, there's no Wi-Fi. And some people freak out over that. But, you know, people have survived a long time before us without Wi-Fi. And I, I once again do think it's a healthy thing to sometimes be left to your own devices. And on this particular trip, uh, my children uh, went out on, on the little dinghy uh, rowing. We swam uh, every day throughout the day. There was fishing. There were board games. Uh, and, you know, my parents used to do it with four children and we didn't kill each other by the end of it. So you don't need a long time, but it's a really beautiful thing to do if you just need to escape. And the lovely thing is the Hawkesbury is not too far out of the city. It's very beautiful and best seen by a boat. Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. Do you need to chill out and relax? Well, I'm going to vote my most relaxing cruise as being travelling around the tiny islands of Croatia. I went on a small boat. Now, you can do it any which way. You can do it on a boat that's big enough to have its own postcode. But for me, in my heart, I would, would recommend to you to go on a smaller one because that will give you access to the tiniest of islands. It means that you can jump off the back and go swimming wherever you like. I think that I went in June, so just before um, uh, the busiest time of the year, but there's so much sunshine, there's beautiful food, uh, it's just the most glorious trip. And I did this trip as a solo traveller, so take a few good books, um, um, find a little bay on your own. Um, I, I love the fact that cruising is um, a safe and happy environment for solo travellers and, and you know all the above as well, but... but I know that for some of us solo travellers, it's not always appropriate um, um, particular journeys, but cruising definitely is. And if you like the sun, if you just need to, you know, relax the shoulders a little bit, try the Croatian islands. When it comes to the best views, the most scenic cruise, I suppose for me, um, it's a little bit of a, a toss-up between, okay, the obvious, 
going um, through the inside passage of uh, of the Arctic, um, heading heading from Canada, uh, leaving Vancouver up through into Alaska. Um, of course, it's absolutely glorious to look out and see and see the ice carving, um, crashing into into the chilly water below. But I, I also think that really one of the most divine things about cruising is to just travel along the water in bed, sometimes with your window open or your porthole or maybe you're just on a deck chair and, and look at life pass you by. And for me, I love the rivers of France. Uh, in particular, I really loved Normandy. And uh, I took my mum here, and then I later took my best friend. Um, and there's castles galore, never a dull moment. There's wonderful agriculture. Um, but that is a really beautiful location to just watch life pass by, the glory of cruising. I really hope that you enjoy reading the best of World Cruising as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Between you and me, um, it was a joy to experience, but it was a bit of a nightmare to write because you probably noticed that I have a lot of trouble um, not talking and apparently to write, you've actually got to sit down and be quiet, which is not my gift. However, somehow I managed to, to get this done and I really hope that, that you love to flip through this book and find the trip that makes your heart sing and, and book it and do it, just go. And I do just need to say a, a huge thank you to everyone who helped to make it happen by sharing their own cruising adventures. I think that you can understand that for me, I have a lot of people stop me probably every day who want to share a story about travel, who want to share their best experience. I think that I'm so blessed to be able to work in this genre, especially as, as someone who loves a chat. And often I will be away and people go, oh my God, Katrina, do you know about this incredible uh, uh, cruise ship that goes through Bali? This is just for example. I had no idea. Right, you've got to share that story. So sometimes it's lovely to be the conduit. And certainly for me, I have always had that goal. I just want to be the conduit to share other people's stories. And this book gave me a wonderful opportunity to do that. So I hope you enjoy everybody's stories. While you're listening, why not add some travel to your inbox? Sign up for my weekly travel updates at journeystocome.com. We thought that we'd mention some little behind-the-scenes stories. Firstly, the best thing about writing the book was, in a sense, being an unofficial PR ambassador for particular places that I think the media will often give a bad rap to, that it's been my experience that um, these locations are extraordinary. So, for example, I absolutely adored Russia. And once again, I say, I really think they need a, a better PR agent because all you ever hear about Russia are these sort of uh, espionage stories, this, this dark underbelly. Um, and I, I found that when I was there, I'd be watching CNN and it would be so negative. And yet what I was seeing in front of my very eyes, experiencing for myself, was quite the opposite. Beautiful food, um, a lot of sunshine, uh, 
fabulous culture and a love of Putin. Not a lot of people seem to like to talk about that. That's fine, but I'm just sharing that that's what I experienced. And uh, I, I just loved every moment of being there and, and came home and felt the need to, to say to people, it's not what you see on the news. And another place that I feel very strongly about is, uh, is Egypt. And I've long loved Egypt. I first travelled there on a school excursion when I was about 15, Loved it, nuts, but loved it. And I've returned a couple of times for getaway. And, and once again, it's, it's a place that far out, you always just seem to hear all of these negative stories. But when you go there, the service is sublime. Of course, the visuals are just above and beyond. The stories, remarkable, the history, uh, I just love everything about it and I I just, um, I'd love you to go. I'd really love you to go and you, you tend to find, well, what, what I found when I was there, I, I had um, Aussies stopping me, uh, well, actually, um, from from the pyramids of Giza through to, to the Nile saying, please, Katrina, share the positive stories, tell people how wonderful it is, because quite often the media just doesn't seem to shine a light on that. So take it from me, having been there uh, several times, it's great, just go. Life's short, do it. The hardest part about writing this book was the actual sitting down and writing it. I'm not sure how you are with your journal writing, uh, I, I always tell people when they're travelling, just, just grab at the airport one of those little black moleskin uh, diaries and, and try to document maybe a great restaurant, maybe an amazing day. You never know when you'll be able to use it. Maybe your grandchildren one day will pick that book up. But certainly for me as a chatterbox, I found it really, really difficult to have the experience and then take the time to document that and also working on a deadline. I am a great believer that everybody has a book in them and often you'll hear people go, I could do that. I should write this. I've got a story about that. And the only difference I think about people who publish and who do not is really discipline. So I have to put my hand up in the air and say the hardest part is, is to actually take that time to be quiet, to, to sit down and write. I think it's really great if you're thinking about doing travel writing to maybe have an image in your mind of who you are writing for when I was first asked to write this book, I thought there was absolutely no way that I have the time to do this. But then I went to one of those travel expos. You know how you always hear about those travel expos. I went along to one and it was absolute chaos. It was completely nuts. And people were just walking out loaded down with all of these goodie bags and they were completely overwhelmed. Soon after, I went to a very successful um, travel agent and I, I sort of looked around at the people wandering in and I thought they're completely bewildered. So I had in my mind who I wanted to write for, just, just the average sort of traveller that is thinking about taking a cruise or, or really enjoys the concept but they're just not quite sure where to go next. So I knew probably with my background in TV it had to be visual. I wanted people to open up and just to fall in love with the pictures. It's okay to say that. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be flowery writing. You can just have beautiful images as well. And then it also had to be practical. I had to tell you what to pack, other options if that was your interest. And then be really, really clear. What is the best time to go? What do I need to avoid? What must I do? And uh, just to be really authentic. 
Um, sometimes that's that's a challenge in writing. You you overthink how people will judge you. Sometimes the best thing is to just write as you talk. So yeah, for me, it's hard to sit down and shut up, but but uh, hopefully it's appreciated in the end. Travel is often best shared with friends and family. So please share this podcast with your travel companions and make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you collect your podcasts. The weirdest place that I found myself writing was just standing up in the queues going through security. I tell you what, I could have done the whole book just standing up with those those cues, I'm trying really hard not to swear, because you know how long they are and you know sometimes you're just standing there and it's so mundane and it's crazy around you and I would just pull out my phone and certainly I I say I could have done the whole book on tips because I could just see in front of me what was right, what was wrong and so I would just stand there on that phone and I would just, I'd just tap away. Uh, The best place to write, I'm going to be honest with you, was was, uh, I found myself on the back deck of this beautiful boat going around the Croatian islands. And um, I just remember reading this this island where they filmed Game of Thrones. I'm the biggest Game of Thrones fan. And I, I left there and I just sat out in the sun with my computer and just tapped away. And, and yes, I did have one of those moments of, oh, I can't believe I hear, I'm here. This is just so beautiful. So that was probably... Um, probably the best place uh, to write. Um, and then, of course, for a lot of us, one of the toughest things to do is is, is the memory recall, to, to go back home and sit on the couch and just, just try to delve back into those memories. Um, but you're so relieved once you've done it and, and you can finally um, pop into a journal that incredible experience. And I always think one day maybe my grandchildren might pick this book up and, um, and think, wow, that lady really lived it. Well, at least that's what I hope. I never really set myself a goal for how many cruises to put into this book. I think it would be great for marketing if I could have said the 101 best cruises in the world. But I feel quite strongly that I never want to be that sort of traveller that says, I've been to 96 countries. How many have you been to? Because for me, I just think that takes the joy out of travel. And personally, I just can't stand those people. It's like that is not the point of travelling. Travelling is not a checklist. Travelling is about going through your wish list, is about going and maybe just returning to a place 101 times. It's okay if you've been to the same fishing spot 20 times. It's okay if your favourite place in the world is Tuscany and you can't get enough of it. Who cares? Don't worry about what any, anyone else thinks. Just uh, just operate on uh, on your own time schedule. Um, on, on Go through your own checklist and also pick a cruise or a holiday in general for what you need in your life right now. So, for example... For some people that go on their honeymoon, some people are like, right, this could be the biggest trip of our our lives before we have children. Let's go and do a world tour or let's go and do Europe. Other people are like, let's just jump in the car and and drive and see where we go. Or in the case of my husband and I, we just really wanted to flop on a beach and I took him to the South Pacific. Let me tell you, if you just want sunshine and yummy food and nice people, go to the South Pacific. There's some wonderful cruises around there. So for me with this book, I think we got up to around about 40 cruises, 
But as the title says, these are the ones that I think are the best, the ones that I would genuinely recommend to you after years and years and years on the road with Getaway. And no one has paid to be in the book. I think that's a really important message. This is, um, this is, these are the trips that I would recommend to to the people that I care about. And I think it's important to you to know that um, that uh, the best cruise companies. Uh, uh, whether they're massive or small, um, really came to the table and um, and wanted to be a part of this book. So thank heavens I wasn't beholden to anyone and this is genuinely what I would recommend to those I care about. I will admit the book tour has been a highlight for me because I never thought that I would ever get to the end of writing the book. I had a deadline, which I'm not very good at, and I will admit that I... I, I think I missed the deadline two or three times. Sorry about that. Sorry, Hardy Grant, <laughs> for the stress I put you through. But I always had in my mind, I could always visualise having that hard copy in my hand and then going to a bookshop and talking to other travellers. And I've been able to go all around Australia from Noosa to Broome and to, to share my stories, but but most importantly to hear other travellers' stories as well. So maybe because I'm a talkaholic, um, I'm not sure, but, but doing the book tour has been something that I've looked forward to uh, and, and really relished as a part of writing this book. So thanks to everyone that, that came along. Uh, in the case of Broome, I think it was three people. <laughs> It was just a nightmare. There were so many different things going on on that day, but who cares? I met the most lovely people. Uh, in Noosa, I think it was 300, um, but it's been a joy each and every time. And, and um, hopefully you, you know by now that I love to hear your stories and I love to meet people and, and, and don't we have a wonderful subject matter to, to chat about as well. So enjoy. Finally, when you're planning your first cruise or maybe you're heading off on your 20th, I thought I would share some of my my top tips for making the most of your cruise. To begin with, I think you really have to ask yourself, what do I need in my life right now? Some people are maybe planning a trip where they're taking their grandchildren or they're going away with their mum or maybe, maybe you just really need to escape and chill out. Just be really honest with yourself. Don't do anything to impress another person. Uh, if you're going with a friend, you need to chat before you go away. What do we, what do we want to accomplish? And, and you need to be really honest with each other. You also need to be thoroughly organised before you go away. Get that passport if you're heading abroad and you need to make sure you've got plenty of time because the worst thing that can happen is you have a digit wrong on your visa, that you maybe forgot to get the visa, that maybe you turned up to the American embassy and you didn't have your driver's licence. Um, it's, it's all of these crazy little things that happen to everyone. Let me assure you, for me on Getaway, I never, ever get my hopes up high about particular trips because so often things go wrong. So often visas don't come through on time. I have definitely driven to the airport and forgotten the passport. So really do make sure that prior to leaving, you are organised. In regards to your packing, I do share um, packing tips for each particular location, but generally about a week or so before a trip, 
I start to put out on, in my case, I just, I just put out on, uh, on a big sofa what I think I'm going to pack. And by the end of uh, that week, I've halved it. Um, I never take away anything that needs to be ironed. I uh, try to stick to three colours. I always dress respectfully. And something that I find is really valuable, of course, is your phone. On that phone, you're going to look at the weather for where you are going to. So you just get that little weather app and you put in, I don't know, maybe you're putting in Paris, um, uh, what you experience in spring uh, in your home may be completely different to spring on the other side of the world. Also something that helps is maybe go on Instagram and uh, and find somebody in the location of where you're going to and, and allow that person to be a role model. So for example, I was going to the Middle East and I wasn't 100% sure about how to dress. Certainly the media was incorrect in how they um, advised people how to dress. And I just looked at, in my particular case, I looked at the Queen of Jordan who's just absolutely exquisite and I really just kind of followed how she dressed. Definitely, um, uh, I, I suppose it was modest, but it was it was... It was chic. It was very light. Um, uh, my point is, if you're confused about what to wear, in advance of going, just, just visually um, uh, go onto Instagram and, and start following people of where you're heading to. Another thing that your phone is really great for that I have to advise my mum to do all the time is take a photo of everything. Take a photo of your passport and maybe send it to a trusted person at home just to have... Um, uh, uh, in case you need it, in case something happens. Uh, take a photo of your suitcase. Um, definitely take a photo of, of your suitcase uh, just before um, it, it, it shoots down um, uh, onto the plane. I, I know that uh, just, just this week my suitcase uh, never made it uh, back home with me and I was able to, to very quickly show them uh, an image of my bag. This is exactly the one that we're looking for. Take a photo of where you park the car. So often at uh, um, an airport car park, my God, they are so big, they're so confusing. Take a photo of where you park the car. Um, I find that really, really helpful. Um, you might want to take a photo of your credit card as well. All these little things that it'll just give you peace of mind just to have it stored in your phone, ready to go. I also think um, another thing to be uh, mindful of is be careful of your shoes when you are going onto a particular boat. So if you're going on a, uh, on a smaller boat, a black soled shoe and certainly a heel is the enemy of timber. So I, I talk about going on a halverson. Well, they're really particular. Um, uh, maybe you're going bare boat sailing. That's in the book as well. Don't wear black soled shoes, okay, because that can mark the timber. Another thing, heat is the enemy of, uh, of a timber ship and most, most ships in general. You might want to leave the GHD at home. Uh, be careful if if you're ironing, but but heat definitely is something that that uh, crews on board freak out over. Keep in mind also um, that if you're going on a big ship, sometimes it can pay to eat before you board. You never know how long that boarding process will be. You might want to pack into your handbag. You might want to pack your swimsuit. You might want to pack um, um, maybe some snacks. Definitely something, and I, this is really important that I tell you this, um, 
Definitely pack your passport, boarding passes. Sometimes uh, you have little little packages. Um, keep that in your handbag. Do not put it in your checked uh, luggage. And uh, I also recommend do not take a bunch of cash, okay? Things happen. Sorry. Uh, things do go missing. And it's just in this day and age, it's just not necessary. Something that other people will get upset with me for saying, but I find uh, Wi-Fi on board is an absolute rip-off. So keep that in mind, okay? Just be just be wary of onboard Wi-Fi facilities. Sometimes you might, on a big ship, just want to go to the library if you use uh, need to use the Wi-Fi. If you've got it in your room, make sure you log out and. Also, I need to just, sorry, I could go on. This is why I say I could do a whole whole book on the tips. So I need to probably wrap this up soon, otherwise we're going to be here all day. But um, trust me on the one thing, make sure you turn your um, international roaming off before you leave the airport, okay? Otherwise, you will get bill shock. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm starting to turn into a documentary. I will wrap this up. But if you need more tips, either stop me in the street or read the book, okay? I could go on. So if you'd like to get your hands on this book, uh, if you have difficulty getting to a bookshop, well then Booktopia and Amazon, uh, they're fantastic. I've got some signed copies at Booktopia. I loved going in there, it was quite an experience. <laughs> Anyway, I won't rave on, but I loved it. And then, of course, all good bookstores. Um, I'm a huge supporter, of course, of independent bookstores. Um, also, Dimmicks have been a, a fantastic support as well. They do online too. But, but of course, you can always call your local bookshop um, and, and just go, hey, can you just put this aside for me? Can you pop it in the post for me? Everybody's in it to help you. And I, I do find that most people who love travel, they also love to read. It seems to go hand in hand. You, you tend to have um, a thirst for knowledge. So um, uh, definitely, if you'd like the book, pick up the phone, take a walk, just, uh, just head out and, and enjoy the reading. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited or the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details.